Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to Knocking Doors Down, brought to you by KDD Media Company. Listen, I have two of my daughters that do see therapists, and and I'm not embarrassed of it. No. You know, listen, they went through something really traumatic at a young age. I mean, I went away, then Joe went away, then their grandfather passed away, then their other grandmother mm-hmm. passed away, and then my dad passed away. Yeah. And they were all really close to their grandparents, and they had a tremendous loss in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot to deal with. Inside the 5150 LTM studios, this is Knocking Doors Down, all about those who have turned adverse situations and persevered in life, including areas of addiction, mental health, trauma, and more. Your host, Jason, here. I've, uh, well, I'm an alcoholic. I say it proudly in recovery and also dealt with some uh, trauma and mental health issues. That's Uncle Mikey over there. Hi, everyone. He struggled with some uh, depression and anxiety and some other things. A few fuck-ups in there. Uh, What are you going to (laughs) do? And our guest this week, Teresa Judice, the real housewife. That is Joycey. right. She was, she was really cool. It's great. She actually came here in our home base studio and uh, sat down, had a fun 45-minute uh, conversation about mental health, some of the things she's obviously struggled in the public eye, and uh, some of her perspective on that, including primarily with uh, her daughter. So that's pretty insightful for any parent out there that maybe has children that are struggling, as so many are through these uh, last couple of years with mental health issues. And it's weird, too. You know, you see people on TV... And you wonder how they're going to be in person. And she was as sweet as could be. Yeah. She was as sweet as could be. I mean, you wouldn't want to cross her. <laughs> but, you know, right. is if you're good with her, she's good with you. And, yeah, I had a really good time with this talk. Absolutely. She was super sweet. As did I. And stick around after our conversation with Teresa Judice, Mikey and myself, we talk about cyberbullying. Our experience not only in our personal lives, but also with the podcast and uh, maybe some relatable words and uh, advice for those out there that have uh, suffered from it or, you know, hey, sometimes we can be guilty of it ourselves. And uh, we thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Google Podcast, wherever you get them. Of course, at kddpodcast.com and the uh, YouTube link is also there as well if you prefer to uh, watch the full videos of the interview. And hey, do us a favor, uh, spread the word, share with a friend, tell them that's how we continue to grow and get uh, more listeners and uh, we appreciate it. And we also appreciate 5150 LTM making it happen for us here on the podcast and uh, great swag. Of course, you see Mikey and I wear it in our social media posts as well as on the YouTube channels. Get uh, hooked up with some of the 5150 LTM lifestyle brand. 
It's uh, all about uh, taking any of your adversities and turning them into your advantage. Is there a promo code? There is. You can use the promo code KDD20 and get 20% off. What was it? KDD20. Get 20% off and click that link in the podcast description. What was it? KDD20. (laughs) Sick. The Knockin' Doors Down book shares all the history and inspiration behind the Carlos Vieira Foundation and how it all started. All proceeds from the book benefit the Carlos Vieira Foundation's Race to Be Drug-Free campaign. So what's that all about? Through the Race to Be Drug-Free campaign, Carlos Vieira Foundation raises awareness about drug abuse, donates to drug-free programs, and brings drug-free speakers into schools to educate youth. The Race to Be Drug-Free campaign's main program is the Gloves Not Drugs boxing program. This program is completely free for kids between the ages of 8 and 17 to learn discipline, strength, respect, camaraderie, and the art of boxing. The program was created to keep kids off the streets, out of gangs, and away from drugs. For more info and to get involved, check out carlosvierafoundation.org. This episode of Knocking Doors Down is brought to you by Recovery in the Middle Ages, a podcast about two middle-aged suburban dads in their pursuit of life, love, and recovery. These guys are hilarious and informative, and they're brought together by their common struggle. Mike and Nat get to know each other's addiction story on air and realize they have more in common than they thought. Find Recovery in the Middle Ages on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, and MiddleAgesRecovery.com. That's MiddleAgesRecovery.com. We should all be nice to one another. Agreed. Agreed. That's what makes, you know, I think if there was more of that going on in the world, it would be a better place, you know? Oh, no, that's been a shitstorm, especially the last two years, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I think hopefully with everything that happened, I think people are more nicer now. Mm Mm-hmm. Because of the, you know, I don't know. Epidemic. No, or you're right. Or depends on who you're living with. Have gotten a little <laughs> bit more bitter because yeah. of it, but I think you know it opened up a lot of people's you know eyes of how to be in the world. Sure. Well, I know for for me, like and especially with what we're doing, seeing not only the large amount of relapse, you know, because we do focus in that that addiction area, and I know for me there was times that it was like. A lot of anxiety and everything else, but with mental health and everything. I know, you know? that's sad. I know. I mean, because I took my daughter for a physical um, two days ago, and they were she had to take she had to fill out questions about depression. Right. And she's twelve, and yeah. you know she was, you know they all had to do that this year. And I know a lot of that has gone on. It's sad because, but thank God, knock on wood. I mean, my kids were good. Yeah. yeah. They kind of liked being home. <laughs> yeah, they like doing school from home. It, I mean, it was cool being home. Like when we were, because I took a week off of work when this whole thing started, because it was supposed to last two weeks. Um, here <laughs> I we know. are, two years later. Um, but it was, it was cool being off. But it was weird because you felt like the apocalypse was going on outside. You didn't. It was something yeah. that you can't see coming at you. So I thought that was the scariest part. No, it's you're like, right. It was I'll fight kinda... something that I can see, but if I can't see it, that's terrifying. Because yeah. I was doing a lot of appearances. Sure, yeah. So I was on the road a lot, like today, like flying here, and then I'm flying to California right after this. It's yeah. like, I'm used to that. Right. And, like, and then everything stopped, and it was a standstill. I was like, alright, so I guess I'm taking a little break. So it was, you know, I was fine with it. Um, because I was on the go so much. Right, right, right. right. But yeah. I know, I guess with some people, it affects differently. You yeah. Know? Well, you have five 
right? Four. Four. Okay. Four daughters. Four. Yeah, yeah, and I'm a parent of two. How did you kind of handle it with them? You said they like to be home. Yeah, I mean, because they had a, um, a choice, either to go to school or stay home, and they decided to stay home. They yeah. wanted to stay home, so I was like, okay. And tell you, because you know why? If they went to school anyway, there was not a lot of students there anyway. Sure. Were you kind of so, like, damn it. <laughs> they wanted to stay home. Um, to tell you the truth, there was not much going on anyway. Right, right. Sure. So, and they were in their rooms doing their thing, and so it was fine. I mean, mm, right. and I was doing like, if anything, Zoom stuff too. Right. Um. So it was great that they were around because they're, you know, they're good with the computer, and I'm so not. So <laughs> yeah. So they would help me with that. I'm great with computers, right? <laughs> he's, he he is as shitty as like I do all the tech stuff. Well, me he, he yeah, I'm not sucks. good. Like that. I did the tech stuff for like ten minutes, and I had a migraine. <laughs> For yeah, the rest of the uh, day, I'm just like, I don't, you, you do it. I'm I like, I have a Zoom it. call. Can you get me on? Yeah, like, like, make make this clickable. <laughs> Click, make the, yeah, Jason, you figure it out. Uh, I got to ask you, you brought us some headshots that are awesome. Uh, as you can see, Mikey's well tattooed and I, mine are covered, but you have a tattoo. What was that underneath? I'm always curious about people's tattoos. Yeah, I think the left um, uh, rib cage, the right yeah, rib cage. Yeah, I, I just, that was my first tattoo ever. Dang, that's a brave spot for your first tattoo. Yeah, and it didn't even hurt. Stop it. I swear, my boyfriend was with me when I got it Stop done. Stop it. And I, no, I was knows. like, it, I, and I, I got it done with my oldest, Gia. Uh -huh. Okay. And she was like saying, ah. I was like, I didn't even, I didn't even flinch, right, babe? Yeah, see, I, I don't go with anybody when I get tattooed in case I cry. I don't want anyone to see me. <laughs> yeah. I don't want anyone to see me. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a tender spot. That didn't hurt. No. Oh, and then goodness. I have Sampani um, and Zami, yeah. which means in Italian, I'm always together. Because that's on my parents' um, tombstone, mm -hmm. mausoleum mm -hmm. on the yeah. tombstone. So my dad picked that because my mom passed first, which I, that was unexpected. Right. Like yeah. at 66, right. never expected my mom to lose my mom that young. And um, so my dad, we had to write something on there. and. Mm -hmm. He said it, Sampi and Zami means always together in Italian. Right, yeah. Um, and then the 333 was um, my mom. I I was really never into psychics, so I went to go see a psychic um, after my mom passed, but not to talk to her, to find out, you know, because then my mom passed, and then I was just wanting to know, you know, when I was going to find the love of my life. Sure, sure. So then um, I talked to the psychic, and she's like, but I also wanted to know, because my dad was in the hospital and he wasn't doing well. So I was like, you know, I was like kind of depressed about that. And I was just like, oh my God. It's like, you know, there was like, I was a lot going on with my life. Yeah, like sure. my dad was sick. I was like, you know, you know, everything going on with COVID. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm never going to find the love of my life. Like, <laughs> when's that going to happen? So then I talked to the psychic because I was, I'm you really into do, astrology. Like, hinge or Tinder? That was <laughs> No, I can never do that. Are you kidding me? Like, you get reported <laughs> like, this person says they're Teresa. Yeah. Get her off of me. Three, you'd be getting the most right swipes ever. Yeah. Right? Like, I would, yeah, I can never do that. That's the thing. Like, I never, it was hard for me to meet someone. Sure. Like, um, I don't know if people what people think like when I went out like no one would come up to me but it's fine because like I want the right person to come up to sure, me not yeah. just you know any Joe Schmo like really so I would never meet anyone when I was out um which is fine but you know like and I like that like when the right person came along mm -hmm. it was perfect mm -hmm. you know so um and the so, right person did yes <laughs> and um, so I'll tell you, you want to know about that uh, yeah, yeah so anyway so I talked to the psychic and she's like um she told me I was gonna meet a guy like she told me the whole thing and I was just like you know seven to eight months 
and but she said your mom's giving you signs of the number three huh so um and then so my dad passed away my mom passed away march 3rd right my dad passed away april 3rd oh wow my dad was with me three years after my mom passed my parents dated three months then they got married everything's threes i met Louie, my boyfriend, three months after my dad passed. Wow. So everything is threes. There's so many more threes I could tell you. That's a trip. Yeah, so there's a lot of threes. Um, for instance, I was supposed to just m move on October 3rd. Then it got pushed out because the buyers wanted to push it out because yeah, you know, I, I kept extending because there was stuff that I had to finish out in my sure. house. So there's a lot of threes. Um, my daughter's, like, just my daughter's soccer number right now is 13. Just... These are things that I'm just, you know. Get the keys for your new house at 3 p.m. <laughs> uh, no, I'm telling right. you. Wait, Louie always sees on his phone. I've never seen it. He oh, he wakes up at 3.33 a.m. in the morning, and he takes a picture of it and sends it to me. And he always, in the afternoon, three at 3.33 yeah, yeah. p.m., he's, he looks at his phone, too, and he takes a picture of it and sends it to me. Um, and then I always tell him, that's my mom saying hi to you. Because I never see it, but he sees it. Isn't that crazy? That's like, true. It's crazy. like she's giving me signs through him. Yeah. I really believe in all that. Like, I never did before. Oh, signs for sure. Yeah. I, I never was into that. And then um, when, you know, when my parents passed, like, somebody told me, they're like, well, you should ask your parents if you want something. And I'm like, really? I'm like, so I never really believed in that. So then one day... I was walking down the shore. I rent, you know, I always rent shore houses in the summer because that's where sure. my, it's all about the kids. That they love to be at the Jersey Shore. So I was walking. And I was I would go walking every single day. So that you know, I was walking one day and I started I started talking to my parents up in you know, and I was looking up in in, in the sky. And I'm like, Ma, bye bye. Call my dad, bye bye, because I'm Italian. Mm -hmm. He didn't like dad. Um, so I'm like, Ma, bye bye. I'm like, send me a guy that's everything you ever wanted for me and more. Like and you know, it's someone that will treat me the way, you know, you want, you know, yeah. the way I should be treated sure. and everything, the way my dad treated my mom. So then it's crazy. Three months later, that's when I met Louie. That'll be damn. Three months. Damn. Wait, three. Wait, am I saying it? Yeah, um, for, no, no, wait, sorry. Um, I'm, I'm getting off track. I met him when I said that was on Bay Boulevard. A few weeks later on Bay Boulevard, that's when I met Louie. No way. I swear to God. That's crazy. Yeah. You see him come walking in and you're like, oh, huh? I kind of no, want to talk to a psychic. I met him walking. So yeah. me and my two girlfriends were walking by and he was leaving his shore house that he's never been to the Jersey Shore ever, his first time ever. So he's packing his car and we're walking by. And then um, I was just pointing at his, he had a white Range Rover. And I'm, I'm like, that's the car I had last year. I'm like, oh, that guy must have the car that I had last year or whatever. He just, or he <laughs> bought my car because I had black rims, same thing. So I was just pointing, and I don't know if he thought I was, was waving. Right. So he waved back, and then I'm like, oh my god, to my girlfriend, I'm like, that guy just waved. And then, she, and then my, I was with a married, my married girlfriend, and then me and my other girlfriend were single. So my married girlfriend's like, I'm gonna go say hi to him. And I'm like, you are? And I'm like, well, I'm like what are you doing? And I get all nervous, because I'm like, I'm kind of shy. So, so she went to go talk to him. So me and my other girlfriend waited here. And then he crossed the street. There was a grass in the middle, and then they started talking. And then Louis, Louis, he, he's sitting in the room. Did you just go like Moron, huh? <laughs> I was gonna say, what'd you say? You got game clearly. You guys met just <laughs> walking camera, by. But, yeah. Wait, what, hang what on, did he hang say? On. Start from the beginning. What'd you Nothing. say? Nothing. Like he was talking to my girlfriend, and then so 
to my married girlfriend. So they were, you know, I guess she right. had the guts to just walk up to him because yeah, she's, she's, like, she's got nothing to yeah, lose. Exactly, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like fuck so it. Who cares? I was just like, so I mean, I don't know. Who, yeah, I didn't know who he liked. There was three sure. of us there. I mean, not that like any. I mean, just saying we just we just met. Like, so then they were talking, and then. Well, and then I, um, I said to my other girl, I'm like, let's not leave her alone. Let's just go say hi. So, let's. So we went. We went there. We we're talking hi. I'm like, hi, I'm Teresa. We all, because no one introduced themselves. So then we introduced ourselves, and then that was it. He only had two business cards on him. So he gave me one, and he gave my married girlfriend one, and that was it. We walked away. So we wa- we're walking away, and then, um, I guess he w- he packed up his car and left. And then his son said, Dad, why didn't you get her number? So then he, he he pulls up to us and he's like, um, my son wanted to know why I didn't get your number, Teresa. So that's how I know he liked me. Uh. I use my nephews to get women. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have kids, but I use my nephews to get women. And his uh. son was there when I met him. Yeah. Right. So good on your boy. More with Teresa Judice coming up. We talk about uh, her ability to uh, kind of repair finding trust and love again. Uh, she talks a little bit more about her relationship as well as uh, her kids and uh, helping them with their mental health and how it's changed some of her perceptions concerning mental health, as well as those fun random questions. And yes, Uncle Mikey does ask her, would you rather fight one horse-sized chicken or 10 chicken-sized horses? Stick around. We'll see what Teresa had to say. 5150 is a lifestyle. We believe in pushing yourself, finding your passion, knowing your dreams and working hard, and always striving to make those dreams your reality. We believe life is too short to sit back and say, what if? Go after it, grab it, and make it happen. Being 5150 is committing to that long, hard road. That road you know is going to be tough, but the most rewarding. That's living the madness. That's 5150. If you're living the 5150 lifestyle, then celebrate by rocking the goods. So listen up. There's a special deal for listeners of Knocking Doors Down. Go to 5150LTM.com and enter code KDD20 and receive 20% off your purchase. That's 51FIFTYLTM.com. Recovery in the Middle Ages, a podcast about two middle-aged suburban dads in their pursuit of life, love, and recovery. Hosts Mike and Nat brought together by their common struggle of addiction. They get to know each other's addiction story on air and realize they have more in common than they thought. They discuss current topics of interest to the recovery community, including 12-step, alt-recovery, the newest medical research, and with honesty, humility, and a lot of humor, talk about their daily struggle to maintain their recovery and anonymity in the world of soccer moms and PTA meetings. If the neighbors only knew. Find Recovery in the Middle Ages on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, and MiddleAgesRecovery.com. That's MiddleAgesRecovery.com. A proud sponsor of the Knocking Doors Down podcast. Dating as a single parent is tough. And I have to ask you, of course, my situation is a little different in recovery. Um, you know, and really trusting myself, but how with, you know, going through it, the stuff you did with the divorce, you know, post, you know, the prison sentence mm-hmm. and everything else, how did you kind of do that healing in that point of where it's like, you know, that's I, I think I'm qu- ready to date. Yeah, that's I, a I good think question. I'm ready to let love in because it's, it's hard going through that to trust again. Yeah. And I know that, I mean, I am a very strong person. I could have turned to alcohol or anything sure. else like that. I mean, I always tell my daughters that because I want to be a good role model to them. Sure. You yeah. know, because listen, 
at times it was depressing everything and there was a lot that happened yeah. to me you know it's like getting on tv and and i didn't really get to enjoy it right like i just said the only time i enjoyed being on tv was this ultimate girls trip that we went right. to turks and caicos because it wasn't like um so you know it wasn't these women trying to attack me sure like on my show was a lot of that like when you're on top and I didn't, wasn't even trying to be on top. Like I, you know, I did that whole scene with flipping the table, yeah, whatever. I, I mean, that just really was genuine. Like I got pissed off, and I have that fiery Italian <laughs> temper. I'm very passionate, and that's it. But really, normally, I'm like very easy. I didn't like the table there, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. You did I'm it really there, easy right? to get along yeah, right? with, which yeah. I, I, I hope you guys can feel my vibe. Like yeah, I'm course. so easy. Yeah. I'm very easy going. I don't try to be a diva. I don't try to be anybody. I'm not. And but if someone comes after me, of course I stand up for myself, and I have no problem doing that. Sure. So, but on my show it was like a lot of like everyone coming after me and trying yeah. to attack me and Joe, whatever. And I didn't know I, I really didn't about anything. You know, there, I know there was a lot of people that wanted to take us down. More say him, I guess. And I guess because sure. we were married, it just happened to me too. Yeah. Which you know, at first. I was just like, really, this is really happening. So, and it did, and I accepted it like, yeah. like a champ. I did what I had to do. I'm like, really, God. I'm like, I never went to college, and like, this is the kind of college you want to send me to. Okay, fine, you know, like meaning like when yeah. I went when I went away to jail. Yeah, that's, that's I a hell like of a I felt like I was living with um. You know, like I would felt like I was in college, but a different kind of college. <laughs> That's With what like I kept saying. <laughs> right? Yeah, I had a dress code, code. right? Yeah, I had a share, and really, because I went when I my daughter went to Rutgers, and she showed me her dorm, and then she had to share bathrooms. Like I'm like, this is what I had to do when I went away. I'm right. like, this is so crazy. <laughs> And I, that's what I felt like. I'm like, I'm in college, but not the kind of college I wanted to be at. Sure. Like with just all women and everybody going down on each other and not everybody, but some right. people. Sure, and yeah. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> well, let me, let me ask <laughs> like you this. Like my first night, two women were going at it. I was just like, wow. I just put the covers <laughs> over my head and I went to bed. Like, cause there was six of us in the room. Yeah. And I was like, this is so crazy. This is like, I'm watching a porn, but really, I don't really want to watch this porn because I'm in the room with them. It's like, yeah, it was crazy. Were you worried going in with being who you were, like that people were going to like target you just because no. of your celebrity? Well, not you because no. you seem tough as nails. Yeah, no. I'd be tripping. You'll just flip like, a funk. Oh, gosh. Yeah, like, yeah, no, I'm not, I mean, listen, I'm not, I don't try. People need not, not to mess with you. Yeah, everyone was really cool that nobody messed with me at all. If anything, um, I mean, listen, I had some girls that were looking at me like the wrong way. I was like, yeah, and like, mm -hmm. like, yeah. like I have, I'm not, I'm not trying to be tough, but I'm not, you know, listen, I wasn't trying to, I didn't walk in like trying to own the place sure, or anything. Sure. And I was nice to everyone. Um, I mean, there was, it was kind of crazy. Like there was helicopter, like when I would walk outside on the track, there was helicopters flying over because mm -hmm. they like they were getting yeah. tipped off when I was walking outside. They would put the place on lockdown because that was happening. And then, uh, you know, people would get mad at me. Yeah, and I'm like, it's not my fault. I'm like, what do you want yeah. me to do? It's like, I'm not, you know, I, I don't want this. I don't want people flying all of, over the track while I'm here either. Yeah. So like, you know, some people get mad because of that. And, um, you know, certain things. That's why I'm like, it's somebody that's a rat in here that's telling them yeah. what time I'm going to walk outside and that this is why this is happening. Did the inmates have phone access or you're pretty sure it was guards? Well, yeah, of course. They People, they would get phones brought in. Because you get paid if to you tip get, them If off, you get right? caught with a phone, a cell phone, you would get put in the hole. Yeah. Like I never, I, listen, I 
because of who I was, I could not break any rules because then, of course, someone would rat on me. Oh, yeah. And I had no problem doing that. I followed all the rules. And, like, if if you get caught with cigarettes, anything, like liquor, anything you wanted, you could get in there. Mm -hmm. Sure. If you wanted it, you ask someone, you get it. Like, the only thing I asked for was makeup. (laughs) Yeah, and even if you get caught with certain makeup that they know it's brought in from the outside... You could still get in trouble for that. So is it like where I've heard where you kind of, you'll go and say work kitchen duty or whatever and you earn a little bit of money, then there's like almost like the little store kind of and they they kept it or is it you could get certain gifted stuff to you? Like um, the Morgan Freeman on Shawshank? No, like, like, like you get, get you money stuff. put in your commissary every commissary, week, which was, I got, you know, the most you could get put in was 300 and of course I would spend my 300 every week. Uh, like Joe was like, my ex was like, really? Like. You have to spend all this money every week. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I want everything I want. Yes. <laughs> and I was like really into like fitness, sure. and I was like working out um, every day. And I was that's where I discovered yoga, mm-hmm. and I meditated every day. I mean, the, I have to say, the view where I was was so beautiful. I was in Connecticut, and like I have to say, I'm like, thanks, God. I'm glad you put me at a beautiful place. Like going outside, it's just the view was breathtaking and I was there for four seasons so I saw all the change and so I just meditated every day outside and then when I came out I loved yoga so much and then that's when I got certified for it and um so there was some really solid life transforming there was there was and it's like it was a great you know listen I don't regret anything it was part of my journey that's what I tell my kids I mean my girls are they're amazing like they became who they are I you know they're really strong because you know seeing what I went through and I mean listen I have two of my daughters that do see therapists and and I'm not embarrassed of it you know listen they went through something really traumatic at a young age I mean I went away then Joe went away then their grandfather passed away then their other grandmother Mm -hmm. passed away and then my dad passed away and they were all really close to their grandparents and they had a tremendous loss in a short period of time Mm -hmm. so it's a lot to deal with sure that is a lot for for anyone um and i know with my kids because i have a son on the autism spectrum so sometimes having to deal with those my boyfriend yeah so encouraging you know that open dialogue uh you know we were kind of talking here pretty early on that you know about mental health and it's such a huge part of it that hopefully in like our mission here around addiction and mental health ending that stigma that it's okay to say i struggle with this it's okay that you have Mm -hmm. depression anxiety and addiction it's okay to seek and get help and there's nothing wrong with it It makes you stronger it's not a sign of weakness oh not at all and if you you listen I, i tell my daughters i'm like i'll do whatever you guys want you know, because I want to, listen, they've been through a lot, you know, and like losing, you know, their dad like never came home again. Right. Like I came home, he never came home. Right. So, you know, like my one daughter, Melania, they're all, they were all really close to him. Sure. But my one daughter, Melania, she was like, I remember like that day she didn't go to school when he left and like they showed her on TV, like looking out the window yeah. as we're getting into the car, right. you know, and but like I try to give them as much love as I can and you know they see that and then Louis came into my life and he's so amazing he really is and he's so good to my girls and that's what I and they're and they're so like grateful too and you know and I'm glad and I'm glad like I'm grateful too that I ended up meeting someone like I want to cry that like I'm glad it was just one person and it's like because I didn't want to bring like all like I wouldn't do that anyway I wouldn't bring like a lot of 
sure, yeah. you know, men around my daughters because I have daughters. I have four daughters. Yeah. So I'm grateful that I got, you know, I met him and he was so amazing. And it just really worked out the way it was supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Did they embrace mom dating again pretty easily or was it something well, you kind of took some time with and then eventually, okay, I'm seeing someone because I, I just, I, well, I've it happened been there. like five years later. Right. So it's not like it happened right away. So sure. it's not like, and I ne- I didn't bring any, you know, men home. I mean, I remember my dad kept saying, um, you know, you got to meet someone, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I, I will, you know, he kept <laughs> saying, he was telling me, um, Cause yeah, he was he was just funny. Like he was like, yeah, you gotta be someone around your age, and I'm like, yeah, I will. You know, I'm like, cause you know, I'm like, I don't want some old guy or anything like that. I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, no, somebody like around your age. And I'm like, well, what about if I like somebody younger or something? He's like, no, somebody your age. It was funny. Right. right. Needed some maturity there. I yeah. gotta ask about your folks, cause I've been I stayed uh, summer in Patterson, New Jersey. Had a friend out there, oh, and yeah. so I just. Do you remember what what street? I don't. This was okay. 24 years ago. Oh, okay. So, yeah. How so old are you? 43. Oh, you look young. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm a, you know, kind of a loon with the <laughs> colored hair and everything. Well, you do the skincare routine and all that stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Too, so. You look great. I, d- I don't do any of that. <laughs> you know, shit, I live near Totowa. Okay. near Totowa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you remember, like, what yeah. kind of, what type of... I, I just... Because there's bad parts of Patterson, and then there's like we like were the in a better part of Patterson. We were in a better part of Patterson. Okay, so that was maybe near Totowa. Yeah, so it was a it was a better part. You know, I remember a few things, and then of course, like you know, the massive amounts of cemeteries. People don't know Patterson's got a and lot. And that's so crazy. Cause my yeah. parents were like, I that's where I lived. Like, like two sure. blocks away, I lived near a cemetery. Okay, thank God yeah. it was in the block next to it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I lived two blocks away from a cemetery. But I got to ask, because um, your folks, you know, came over from Italy. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a f- the immigrant story is always fascinating, especially first generation and any of the, 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 the it can be a, an area where you don't maybe feel you fit in. But was the community, was there a lot of Italian families? Were your parents, did they speak fluent English? What yeah, kind of was no. coming I, here? I, did, I spoke, um, I didn't speak, a, I spoke when I, when I learned how to speak English was in kindergarten. Okay. Like I went to school not speaking Italian. Yeah, yeah. So no, my parents were not fluent. My parents had accents. I don't know if you guys ever watched the show. Sure. And you mm-hmm. heard my parents yeah, speak yeah. like they have an accent. So I you know they spoke English, but their way, you All know. Right. And um, that was it. They came over when. So I'm 49. So they came over when my mom. She didn't know she was pregnant with me. Yeah, so, so your brother was what, three? Four? No, they weren't, like I, I was you, born in America. So when my mom came here, she was okay. four months pregnant and she didn't know. Oh, okay. Your brother's younger than you or older? Younger, younger. two years Oh, younger. I thought he was older. Yeah, okay. two years younger. So um, yeah, they came right before, you know, I was born. Wow. And then she found out, I mean, they struggled. Like mm, sure. they came here, like my mom said they were living in an attic. My father was working at a restaurant washing dishes. And then from there, then he got a construction job. Then construction, he didn't really like, you know, he was doing it, but then he didn't like, like when it rained or snowed, he had to stay home. <laughs> He's like, I'm not, you know, he, he didn't like that. And then he became a shoemaker. Really? Yeah, and then he was a shoemaker. And then that's, he loved it. And he yeah. owned, he, he had um, his own store in a shopping center, um, you know, really good, you know, it's, it's called Ramsey, New Jersey. Sure, sure. Like it's a town that has money, Everyone wears great shoes, like Louboutins. Um, and for men, I don't know if 
Ferragamos and all that. So people right. t- took care of their shoes. Like if you spend a thousand dollars on your shoes, you want to take care of them. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So he did really. You know, he did, he was like middle. We were, we were like middle class. Right. We didn't grow up in a mansion or anything like a one family house like like you saw in Patterson. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, what was about our family was um, it was all about food, like <laughs> cooking with love. It was like we had the best of the best with food wise. And my dad always treated like whatever me and my brother wanted, like we got like we got brand new cars at 17. Um, and like I had a sweet 16 when yeah. I was because you know, Italian mm-hmm. like this it was yeah. like a wedding my brother didn't but like he paid for my wedding he paid for my college like that like yeah. we didn't, you know it was just, he did what he could and he like he, he yeah he also paid for my wedding sure. like but we like we didn't grow up with money but like we were comfortable right like yeah. that which was great yeah it's always in really intrigues me you know did you was it was it weird for you bouncing like becoming bilingual and being at home and you know it sounds all, like your parents really embraced it obviously. Yeah, it was, yeah it was it's all i know and yeah and i adjusted fine you yeah. know there was a lot of not of i wouldn't say a lot of italians but i mean there was italians where sure. we grew up yeah sure. can you still speak fluent italian i do but like i don't speak it so perfect right, right. you know like that and like if i go to italy i understand everything that sure. they're saying of course i just don't speak like right. that proper right so i feel like they make fun of, they don't really, i mean I, I heard that the italians make fun of you like when you don't speak the, you know the proper italian that's the same I, but i get by you know i've been to mexico i'm half mexican so, oh, so i can my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah so i can there you go. <laughs> i can understand what you're telling me but i can't speak it that well that's perfect as long as yeah. you get by and they'll talk yeah. shit on me and yeah. i know they're talking shit because i can understand he doesn't, what he doesn't doesn't speak spanish at all let's go goodness. to mexico together <laughs> we'll go and well, it's I, just be like you know i found that with the, uh, lots of countries we went I, to tulum oh nice yeah. oh. we like, went to cancun Oh, we went to Cancun too. Nice. And then he, he, he did you go off the resort at all? Or did you stay on the resort? Um, we no, we stayed like you know in yeah. the town. You're right, right. Like I guess yeah. we went off, and that's when I got made fun of. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Like <laughs> where? Like where'd you go? This I, I don't know. Guy, man. The oh. guy that we went with, um, he goes to Mexico like three or four times a year. Him uh. and his wife, they're fluent, so they're like, "Oh, Mikey, you got to come here. You know, there's these shopping places. It's it's super cheap. Blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Was it I nice?" You know, yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. he no, wanted to go. We, we so were in went. Mexico, and we went, at, oh, Cancun, and we um, we went. To, there was like this shopping area, which was nice. You know, yeah. I mean, time. it was just it was off the resort, and it was in a mall, and a lot of the people at the resort advised us not to. But he was just like, "No, what dude, I've been stores? there. It's fine." Like it was like a mall, but it was all stores that sold silver and like the knockoff Oakley's, the luchador masks, stuff like uh, that. Okay. And you didn't and bring was, me a luchador mask? I didn't buy nothing there because he was, one guy was getting aggressive and I was just, I couldn't make out what he was saying. And I asked my buddy, my buddy was just kind of grabbing my arm and he's pulling me away. I'm like, what's he saying? He goes, if you're not going to buy anything, get the fuck out of here. Stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> if anything were to happen and we did get in a scuffle, guess who's the first one going to jail? The guy who's, you know, not from there. And uh, yeah, right. I'm a tourist. Tourists go out of town with money in their pocket. So yeah. that's I why I was I like, remember my go. brother got to a fight in Cancun. It was not good. But thank God they got out of it. Uh, no, yeah. no like cops. Foreign countries. Yeah. 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 Don't do it. There was cops, yeah. And then. In the first one, right. you know, I got so Coke, cigars. <laughs> and I'm just like, no. 
Somehow all the trouble I got in, I never got into it in a foreign country. Not Canada, Japan, Italy, France, Spain, any of those. I stayed out of trouble there, oddly enough. But uh, Stays in the resort. <laughs> no, I went all over those countries. Um, so I got a, a, a curiosity for me, too. How, you know, you you really worked on yourself in prison, and I commend you for that. And it, it's so interesting to hear. But then the back coming out, obviously the girls, because am I correct? So Joe waited till you were out so that he was with the girls before he went and served his sentence, correct? Yeah, they, they did staggered. So sure. I went in first, and then... I came, 11 and a half months right and I came home then three months later he went in okay so how was it for you then coming out reacclimating to motherhood um, the questions maybe the girls had and getting back like within the community I just know people we can be ju- humans can be judgmental and no I, I had else. none of that no thank God. really no, my town was amazing everyone was super supportive um, yeah I had none of that I felt it was like normal. Like I mean, when I came out, I felt like I was like, I don't know. I felt like I was the queen because I'm not kidding. Like there was, I had to dunk. It. I had to like hide in the car. There was so many cop cars escorting imagine. me home, sure. and like there was helicopters following me going home. It was a crazy because like I had all this paparazzi following me right. going home because they were trying to get their my first photo out. Oh. They and, wanted um, to be that one. Yeah. So it was out. like I had a, I was like hiding in the car. <laughs> it was so crazy. I mean, it was really crazy. So I was just like, wow, all this for me. And then the, my TV, you know, Bravo waited for me to come home. I was sure. going to ask you about that. So they were cool. They waited and they all that waited. stuff. They waited. They didn't good. even film while I was gone, which well, I thought that was, I was grateful for that. Sure, yeah. Like that meant a lot to me. I was just like, wow. So that, you know, like I didn't, I didn't know they were gonna do that, so they waited for me. So right away, as soon as I got home, I was working. Yeah. Right. So I just got right back in the swing of things. My kids were, the girls were so amazing. They were so happy I was home, and um, even before I left, you know that movie Stepmom. Yeah. 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 I was doing all these special things with my daughters before I left, because I I want them to remember. Like yeah. I never left my daughters ever. Mm. Like, you know, I was always with them, and what got me through is like. Um, I'm like my girls are gonna be with my parents, right? So you know, because Joe had to work, so so my parents were at my house a lot. So I'm like, that's what got me through. I'm like, as long as my kids are with my parents, I'm good. Surrounded by love, yes. All that mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm like, sure. uh, you know, I'm like, they're not gonna have them forever. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna, yeah. you know, they'll always remember my parents, and they adore my parents. So you know, they remember, you know, that's what they always remember, like Absolutely. cooking in the kitchen, mm-hmm. like home cooked meals, like every single night. Yeah. And um, they love that. They love the whole Italian. You know, upbringing that we had, like making ho- um, homemade tomato sauce, homemade yeah. sausage, like all of that. Mm-hmm. I guess sidetracked. <laughs> so we did all that. <laughs> Sorry. Good. So then I can't. I come home. Um, so that's it. I just got right back into working. So I had no time to like start thinking about other things. So I was like working, hustling, yeah. like work. Because like, don't forget, like before I went in, I had all these businesses. I was just booming. It was so great. And then yeah. I get. And then I get like knocked down to the ground, yeah. which was, uh, you know, I was like, fine. So I, all my businesses went down because, ask, yeah. yeah, because I was going, because uh, I was going away. I mean, I had a hair product line, I had a food line, um, I have cookbooks. I'm a four times New York Times bestselling author. And then when right. I came out, I had the two memoirs. My first one when I came out was sure. a New York Times bestseller. So I had. Um, what else? I had hair product, food line. I was coming out with a dessert line. I was coming out with an ice cream line. 
What else? Am I missing anything else, Karen? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had uh, sure. I, mean, I had so much going on, and then I went away, and then everything went to shit. Can I say shit? Sure, everything went to shit. Everything went away, which is <laughs> we fine. Throw whatever you <laughs> so want out there. I was like, there. all right, you know, there's a reason why I have to go through all this. So that's it. I came back out, and I'm like, I have to work. And then I'm like, yeah. Joe, you know, my, my ex was leaving. I'm like, I have to work. Mm-hmm, so yeah. and it. And then that's it. I started working, like hustling, because he was leaving. And it's not like he left me. Like I'll never forget. Like my one girlfriend, her husband went away, left her with seven million dollars in the bank. I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> that sounds awful. She didn't awful. have to work or anything. My ex left and left me with nothing in the bank. So I was like, anything under debt, six million would have right? just been like, debt? you know. You want to know how? Yeah, because you, you, you had bankruptcy. Even... You had to file through all that. Well, too, that was right? so bad. We should have never did bankruptcy because. I can't even talk about. Okay. No, but <laughs> I, I'm saying we did bankruptcy. It was that that was not because we got charged for bankruptcy fraud, like for right. and we were like we should never even did it. Yeah. Because then we it was so bad. Like I'm saying, once you're like everything's like pretty crazy. I learned a lot. Sure, I'm sure like once it's a situation thing. like well, what? and no one should judge a book by its cover. Oh yeah. Unless if you're not into when you're everyone's like could say whatever they want to say about the whole like if someone gets in trouble but it's not sometimes it's not all what it's cracked up to be yeah. you know what i mean like all right fine like i know jordan paid taxes whatever but i really i hadn't i mean look i did my time so sure. i could say whatever i want now mm-hmm. i didn't i i was no part of anything that he was doing and I got taken down, which is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I did sign two closings because he, he told me to sign because he was going to use my credit. Mm-hmm. Right. That's basically because I had over 800, so he used my credit. I signed two. That was it. And I'll never forget my mom said to me, Well, Teresa, you're going to make you, make sure he pays those mortgages. And I said, Ma, of course he's going to pay those mortgages. Like, I was like looking at her like she was like, yeah. Of course he's going to pay them. And then look, never knowing 10 years later, whatever. That I was gonna go jail to jail over signing two homes that I just signed because he used my credit because yeah. you know he was buying he was flipping homes mm-hmm, yeah. and I was just like you know like and it's like see always moms know best yeah. so I should have never uh, but you know I was married I just like you know believed whatever you know my husband was well, telling me you, at the time and mothers exactly. always know best though I mothers know. always know best I mean she just said <laughs> make sure he pays the mortgage so you don't ruin your credit I'm like of course he's gonna pay ma. You know, yeah. I'm like, what are you, like, you know, so. Well, and, it, and he never showed me anything but that, like. That, right. That would so make like, you think right. otherwise. Yeah, because we intermarriage with something. I mean, that's, you can't be any more trusting with another human being than when you enter into And you know marriage. what's that? I'm sure you guys, if you, I'm sure you know, too. Everybody knows, like, around that time when this all happened, banks were giving out mortgage like it was water. Yep. So it's like, you see what I mean? Like, we get in trouble, of course. And it was so crazy, like, how Joe said to me, I feel like they want you more than they want me. (laughs) And it's because I was on TV. That's exactly why. And that's like, you know, it's like bittersweet. It's like, you know, like I never knew. Like when I did this whole thing, like it took me 11 and a half months to sign and say I wanted to do this. And I didn't even sign with a lawyer. I just signed a paper because it was me and Jacqueline, Mm -hmm. the other girl that I was on the show with. Mm -hmm. She's like, come on, let's just do this. And she kept, you know, bothering me every day about it. I'm like... Cause I didn't know if I should do it or not, and Joe kept saying to me, "I don't want no part of it. You want to do it, you do it. I don't want. I don't." He's like, "I don't want to. He didn't want to be on TV, yeah. but not. He wasn't telling me not to do it because he was doing shady stuff. He was just saying, I don't want to do it because it's know, not his personality. Like he's like, yeah. yeah. He's like, you do it. You want to do it, you do it. And then, and then I ended up 
you know, it's like crazy because they, they end up sucking you into it, you know. They're like, oh, you went to a scene with your husband or whatever, and I'm, then I would ask him, and he really didn't want to do it, mm-hmm. but then I would make it, not that I would make him do it, I'm like, well, why don't you just do it? And then I would make him do it, and then he'll be like an ass. Can mm-hmm. I say ass? Yeah, he'd sure. be like an ass anything. on TV. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, I shouldn't have made him do it. Because right. then right. he would get, like, get an attitude with sure. me on TV. And normally, he's he wasn't like that with me, right. just off camera. So that's just what the world sees. But that's yes. not how it actually was. And that's why everyone thought he was so, such so. a jerk to me. Because trust me, like you see how I am. I don't know if you get, you get my vibe. Like yeah. If he treated me like shit, I would not stay with him. Yeah. Like, I'm I not that type of girl. That. I'm afraid to say something wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm so, I'm so not that girl. And if I ever caught him cheating, like everyone kept saying... Like, if that's all I had to do is catch him cheating, and then I'll be done. Yeah. But listen, I know other people forgive, and and listen, I'm not judging. If that's what someone wants to do, and it works for them, good. Sure. To for me, if I would have caught Joe cheating, I would have been like, see ya. Yeah. Like I'm not about that. I'm the same way. Zero tolerance for cheating. Yeah, yeah I I'm completely just, agree. Listen, I mean, to it me, it hurts. It does, it's, and it's, it's like, and then I would always like re. re play that in my head like or or see it in my head like him being with that other girl and it just wouldn't work for me mm-hmm. just for me and that's mm-hmm. my you know that's just for me it might work for other people but not for me because yeah, right? that happened a lot on the show people saying he was cheating and all this stuff and I'm like alright show me proof like yeah. you know yeah, and it's yeah. all about the drama yeah. and like that's they want to cause all that stuff but I was like pretty you know like yeah, I was confident you, you yeah. know in who you know who I was with Absolutely. And I'm like if I catch him then it'll be over That's yeah. like I'm uh, you know yeah. so that everyone kept saying oh he treated you like shit and you still stay and I'm like no he didn't I think it was just because I already like I I lived it so I know yeah. so don't try to tell me something that I don't know mm-hmm. yeah. don't bullshit me here pal huh I'm just like no but I know because I mean I I have a strong personality I like I know who I am and I would just never tolerate that. Yeah. I don't know. I guess growing up with my, you know, strong values. Italian, you know, my parents are really, you know, strong. They're very strict yeah. with us, and um, I am who I am because of my parents and yeah. my brother too. So we yeah. didn't really, you know. I mean, we don't take shit. Yeah. You know, we don't. <laughs> That's a good way yeah, to be. Absolutely. Well, Teresa, we like to uh, have the guests give us kind of some some final words through their experience and with life of encouragement to the uh, listeners and viewers. But before that, we got some fun random questions okay. for you here. I have a question. It might be controversial, so you know, just be careful. It's a very big question. Okay. Would you rather fight one horse-sized chicken or <laughs> ten chicken-sized horses? Oh my God! This is, <laughs> there is a right or wrong answer here, oh Teresa. The world is watching right now. All right. Which one is it? Wait, say it again. One horse-sized chicken. One horse-sized chicken. Or ten chicken-sized horses. Those are some chicken. strong chicken-sized so horses. So one horse-sized chicken. Mm-hmm. So all right. Or what? Or ten chicken-sized horses. Chicken. So picture ten chickens, but they're horses. Oh, but they're little. But they're horses. Or one big horses one. are still strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're oh, all right. So ten or one big one, mm-hmm. um, maybe one big one. Really? Yeah. Think you about pick, the, the, because uh, then it's one on one. But one so, peck of a chicken the size of a horse. Well, maybe then there's ten of them. You don't know where they're pecking. Here's and my thought. Like, you're trying to push them I, off. I help you take care of it, and then you cook up some my favorite Italian dish, some chicken parm. Uh, what do you think? Uh, yes. I would and he's a vegetarian, so he doesn't get a joint. I'll do eggplant. <laughs> oh yeah, I but love that was eggplant. a two-parter question. And also, what does it take to get me on 
the housewives. <laughs> um, I'm not a housewife, obviously. But well, like, we you, could fit me in somewhere. I mean, I don't know if they would fly out to Fresno to do a podcast. No, no I'll go there. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, then you do, then sure. you come to come to Jersey and we'll do a podcast. I'll be like the busboy or something when you guys are all out dinner or something. Okay. <laughs> when no, you guys are at do, dinner, I'll a, just like refill the water. We could do a podcast in Jersey, though. So there you, you go. Rent a studio it's and we'll do it in Jersey. I haven't been there forever. Or New York. Yeah, I haven't been in there forever. Favorite curse word. Favorite curse word. Um, I don't know. I don't. Fuck. <laughs> Wait, you have it said, has to fuck. be. That, it, yeah. It's a noun. It's a verb. It's an adjective. No, no, it's, it's an adverb. No, it's, it's bitch better. Oh, bitch. bitch. Yeah. It's oh, bitch I can see better. that. No. no. Being yeah, you don't I, put up with shit. I could just see like I, I bitch don't, don't really, start. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no. Remember on the show? I don't know if you watched it. Like she said, I I said. I, like, I called her honey. She's like, don't call me honey. And I said, oh, is bitch better? And it just came out. Like, that's. I'm going to use that. Now I was like, too, trying to be out. nice. And then she's like, don't call me honey. I'm like, oh, is bitch better? Like, I was like, what, so, what? bitch, then. We'll go with bitch. That's <laughs> yeah. a terrible. That's the winner. Let's say bitch. Uh, I want to do the final word. Uh, yeah. One more fun one. Just It's a good one. Okay. Uh, if you were on a deserted island, oddly, there's power in a movie and/or. Uh, music listening device one movie and one album uh, music album you would take with you one music and one album one music album one movie okay one okay, one music album Versace on the Floor by Bruno Mars mm. nice. oh no I mean that I like that song but you know you know what I love Sade oh really yeah, we're like, going oh, back yeah. a little yes, bit yes I yeah. like Sade yeah. like Ed Versace I like both yeah. of them so I'd have to be as strong do you have a favorite movie a movie that if you were on that island you would love to something have something that I would watch over and over yeah. again um, on an island you gotta love I the like, movie I mean I have to say there's The Godfather yeah how do you not like Coppola cause Come like on, I like you know why I like The Godfather cause it's it's like who I represent it's about loyalty and respect sure. And I'm all That's about such that. Such an Italian answer. I love no, it. No, <laughs> I, I, I know, and I'm just saying that I'm all about that. Yeah, you know? yeah for and sure. I love that. <laughs> well, if there's, uh, you know, uh, obviously we'll have some a good amount of your fans tuning in, but people that are maybe struggling with mental health and how you've come through your adverse situations, or it might even correlate to someone with it with addiction. I know. There's but, another thing I want to say, like, yeah, um, please about mental health. Like, you know, my daughters are going through stuff, and I was just like. I mean, I know I'm a, you know, I guess it's just the way God created me and, sure. you know, how I am and the way my parents made me who I am. I am a very, very strong person. Like, I don't know. I just, I just am. I don't know. It's just the way I am. So I tell my daughters, like, and Melania is like, you know, like when she struggles through things, I'm like, I don't get it. Like, why? Like, just be, ha like, I try to do everything. They tell me to jump, I say how high. Because, mm -hmm. sure. like, you know, I'm a single parent. I was like, I always want to make them happy because of everything that happened. I always sure. feel guilty. So I always, I'm like, well, my, what? what's the matter? Like, I, I do everything for you. Like, what's the problem? Um, and then when I talked to the therapist that she was going to, she's like, no, you have to acknowledge their feelings. Yeah. Like, you have to say, okay, I understand you feel this way. Because mm -hmm. I had to learn how to talk like that. Because yeah. I don't, I'm like, you know, I grew up, like, just, like stop like 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 you might follow look at me and i i was scared like yeah. i'd literally even pee in my pants like, so we were talking about that father look before you got yeah. here my dad has the same look yeah. so i was like me. now yeah. it's like you know the kids are it's different nowadays you know so i would be like so now it's like that's what i learned from her therapist like you have to say like if someone's not you know if they're sad and they're depressed or anything or whatever they're feeling you have to acknowledge their feelings so mm -hmm. make sure like if you have someone's going through that make sure you acknowledge their feelings and um 
and you know hear them and then help them you know work it out yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah like right now um i'm gonna get you know they my daughters have seen therapists but I'm, now i'm working on them getting life coaches oh, oh wow yeah so i'm all about that at first i used to not be about that right. if you watch the show I used to be like nine to therapy because of who I, I am a strong person. But look, I have four daughters, they're all different. Yep. And, I, and I wanna do the right thing by them. Mm-hmm. So, and if that, you know, I wanna, you know, if they need help, of course I wanna get it, you sure. know, get it for them. Yeah, so, absolutely. And I'm, you know, I'm all about that now. Yeah, always yeah. doing, you know, doing the right thing. Listen, Absol- I'm still learning. Yeah. Like yeah. we learn every day. It's <laughs> like, you know, we don't grow, we, we're not perfect. None of us are perfect. Right. Yeah. You know, we, you know, so I'm still learning, you know, even though I'm four, I'm, 29 no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> 20, 29 with a few anniversaries yeah how old no, do I look you, if you didn't good. know how old did I was gonna say like 24 25 Thank you. no yeah. that's a little too young I mean no. <laughs> okay. uh, early 30s I like that early good 30s answer. see that yeah see that, so hey huh <laughs> I would do better <laughs> with the women on the east coast huh? how old are you Mikey I am 33 that's good single dad of a dog <laughs> her name's Lola Shout out to Lola. Oh, how cute. Just uh, yeah. I'm just kidding. You have a lot of tattoos. I do, yeah. Yeah, I got a couple. A little yeah. addiction. Then you look like the one he should have been in prison, right? Yeah, I know. Carrie was telling you guys <laughs> that you were going to say yeah. Are you good with that? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm okay, fine. Cool. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Listen, I'm so cool. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, I know. Cool. Like, my dad never liked tattoos. Like, he Oh, my dad still hates them. My him. dad said, if you get a tattoo, I cut your head off. Like, that's I what he told me and my brother. He makes me eat outside for Sunday Yeah, so, I mean... Okay, we have to go. Yeah. So then, yeah. anyway, um, but so you know, I got this for him. I know, you know, it is what it is. Your heart was in the right place when you got it. It yeah. wasn't like you were acting out or trying to be rebellious. Yeah, you no, got it for exactly. him, so I'm sure he gets that. Yeah. yeah. Well, Miss Teresa, this has Thank been really you so cool. Much. Thank this you. This was awesome. You guys were awesome. You Thanks were for as having well. Me. Thanks for being on. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Miss Teresa Judice, what a pleasure having her. She was a blast. She was, uh, I did, much like you probably didn't know, wasn't sure what to expect. I didn't really know a, a ton about her. I knew some of the stuff, obviously, with her, her struggles and trials and the things with her ex husband and the kids and stuff, but, uh, Neat lady. I did make sure the table was bolted down in case the conversation did go <laughs> sideways, but it didn't. And it was great. And I'm, yeah, stoked she was here. This was a good talk, good topic. Yeah, she had a really great sense of humor about it all. She so, really did. That uh, was cool. Teresa, again, thank you very much. You're totally awesome. Uh, so we said we would talk about the topic of uh, cyberbullying, and um, it's it's having a bigger impact. I mean, do you think during the pandemic you've seen it a little bit more than usual, or it's just oh, kind of yeah. normal? No, no, no. It's I mean, it's always been somewhat normal, unfortunately, cyberbullying, but not normal. But it's always been common for people to do that, you know, keyboard warriors and stuff like that. But I feel like during the pandemic, a lot more people have a lot more time on their hands. Sure. And I... I personally don't see it because I don't check the comments. I'll repeat that again. I do not read the YouTube comments. So, you know, I've, you know, cyberbullying's it's been around for a while. It's so you're talking in the case of us in particular and what people have to say. That yeah, as far as like, you know, everybody's going to have an opinion. Some are good, some are bad, some are just straight up talking shit. And to be honest with you, I don't even like talking about it because when you talk about it, that almost like awakens some haters it's like haters just woke up right now yeah like, i'm gonna go talk shit i mean i don't get anything because i just i i realize social media on a personal level it's no longer uh, uh 
or if it ever really was, people just don't have discussions there. Everybody's self-righteous, and I've been guilty of this at times with certain stuff or whatever. So I just stay out of it because I'm not having a personal one-on-one conversation with someone that is willing and wanting to have a conversation. So for me, it's literally anything I personally post is work-related or life-related, and if you got something bad to say about my kids, you're just going to get blocked, and I'm never going to converse with you again. So that's pretty simple. Now, when it comes to work, I don't know. Some of the shit was funny. Like, I had the flannel on. I forget what interview. I'm wearing a flannel, and some guy said, ah, this fucking host looks like he's wearing a tablecloth. And I I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. It's funny. You're not going to get a reply from me because I'm not going to give you like, oh, good, you know, but the it first was funny. Time, the first time I saw is the last time I saw it because that's when I stopped reading them. But there are some funny ones. Like some people are pretty clever with their shit talking. Like I, I have a sense of humor. I'm thick skinned. Yeah. Things don't offend me easily. But I saw that. Um, there was one I'll never forget. And it said, this guy with the tattoos looks like he could be the hype man for a bank robbery. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> is that is that a good thing? Like, I don't condone bank robbers or any kind of stealing, but I don't even know what that means. But then there, you know, it's just, it is what it is, and people are always going to talk shit, but I guarantee you the person who commented that would not tell me that if we were to ever come face to face. No. Guarantee it. No. Because everyone's super tough when it comes to a keyboard, but in person... Some people will still say it, but not everybody will. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. And and As I Tupac said it. That's just the way it is. I try to remember that was some from a totally different song. Tupac said that. <laughs> it was before you know, that's just the way it is. That was from the, that's from an older R and B song, right? Uh incorrect. I'm singing changes from Tupac. If it's related in any way to your old music that nobody listens to anymore, then that's totally fine. But everybody hearing me right now knows exactly what song I'm talking about. I of course I know what song Fuck you're talking her. about. <laughs> Well, and I th- it, here, here's as far as when it comes to work-related stuff and anything that we've experienced, I take, I don't know that offense is the right word. I, I just find it really petty and low for people that insult our guests that come on and really open themselves up for a desire for, you know, our, I mean, our goal is to, yes, we want to entertain you, but we also hope you get some thought and value from it and maybe and, and see that there's so many other people, whether they're a celebrity or someone that has started to become an expert or working in that area that once hindered them and they're doing something with their life. I think that's incredibly sad. I think that's incredibly low. Like you said, you and I have thick skins. We, we, you know, as this podcast gets more notoriety, we've kind of just accepted, hey, it's going to be a part of it. Oh, well, keep talking. Hey, you know, please share with a friend, even if you don't like us. But that's when they attack the guest because the guest doesn't have, you know, a method of defending themselves on our social media necessarily. They might see it. Most of them probably blow it off. They're used to it or don't give a shit. They don't. But I, I just think it's it's really kind of low. And I think the cyberbullying and you know or bullying in general, it's just it's really low. Be, you know, we got to remember, even though this is digital, there's someone else on the other side. And this stuff does affect people. People have committed suicide. Uh, people have relapsed because of trying to put something out there and, and, and then triggering maybe their own personal, 
you know, uh, insecurities, guilt, shame, or whatever it is. And, you know, the things we say can really fucking hurt someone. I mean, I've had to do numerous making amends. There's so many times I've, I've been a dick or said something I didn't mean to say, you know, but I always try to refrain from it in a social media platform. The know? thing is, it's like if you were to post a comment on, you know, one with Bam Margera, Kelly Osborne, Charlie Sheen, which, you know, is the majority of comments, Denise Richards, all that, they're not going to see it. No. Nor do they give a fuck even if it was there. I don't see it. I don't think you see it. You, do you read them? I don't think you read yeah, them. Yeah, I check them all. I check everything. Oh. Well, I don't. I and don't give it mind. I don't but. I don't give a shit about any of the negative. All the good ones, like, you'll tell me if there's a good one. Great. I love it. Thanks for the support. And the ones that do talk shit, whatever. Bam isn't going to see it. Charlie's not going to see it. Guarantee you they don't read them. So if it really makes you feel better to say something negative, if that helps you sleep at night, then I sincerely feel sorry for you because Mm -hmm. that sounds like a sad life. But that's your problem, not mine, because I'm not hating on anybody. I'm not talking shit on anybody, other platforms or anything like that. So, you know, if other people do it and that makes you feel better, go ahead. I ain't going to see it. Jason might, but I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, doesn't mean I'm going to give it any response, but yes, we always try to respond to all the positive stuff and the support and everything else because we want to lend those people back support. We've had many people said, you know, hey, it got them to moving towards sobriety or dealing with mental health issues or it helps them continue to do it or they just love hearing the stories of people going through adverse situations and making something of their lives, so... You know, it's a a real honor in that way. But, you know, the best I could say, you know, people, hey, sometimes maybe pause a little bit, uh, you know, halt, take a look, read it, think about what state of mind you are in before you sit and sling something at somebody, especially, you know, people you don't know. And if you know them, have a fucking direct conversation. For the negative comments, kiss my ass. For the positive comments, thank you. And I love you all. Well, we thank you guys for listening to Knocking Doors Down. Again, don't forget to uh, subscribe, Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Google Podcast. We're pretty much everywhere you can get podcasts as well as on YouTube. And if you want that link, go to kddpodcast.com. It is in the podcast description. And uh, we appreciate it. And of course, uh, if you want a book of inspiration and motivation, the book that inspired this podcast, Knocking Doors Down by Carlos Vieira, his autobiography uh, retells his story of falling into uh, abusing cocaine for nearly 13 years and how he's been sober over 14 years and doing many uh, great things uh, after he got beyond that. Of course, starting the uh, 5150 Lifestyle brand, the Carlos Vieira Foundation, as well as this podcast. And all proceeds of the book, 100%, go back to Carlos Vieira Foundation's Race to Be Drug-Free program, keeping kids off streets, away from gangs, away from drugs, and involved in activities. Uncle Mikey! Yes? Anything else? No, I'm going home. On that note, keep knocking doors down.
strengthening communities, providing resources, building awareness, empowering youth in need to overcome adversity and achieve success. This is what the Carlos Vieira Foundation is all about. Through our campaigns, the race for autism, race to end the stigma, and race to be drug free, we're able to help so many in need. Our goal is to provide support to families and children and give these families opportunities that might not normally arise. Learn more and find out how you can get involved. Visit carlosvierafoundation.org today. This podcast contains the views and opinions of the knocking doors down hosts and their guests to the show. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for informational purposes only. And because each person is sharing their unique perspective, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast and website are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors. Privacy is of the utmost importance to us. For those wishing anonymity, people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect confidentiality at the request of certain guests. This website or podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis for expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or website. In no way does listening, reading, emailing, or interacting on social media with their content establish a doctor-patient relationship. If you find any errors in any of the content of this podcast or blogs, please send a message through the contact page. This podcast is owned by KDD Media Company.